welcome to another episode of the Walk the Line podcast. I'll be your host, Greg Sowers. And today's episode comes from a question we received on a, one of our earlier podcasts. And that question is, I'd like to hear more about the recruiting process for college hockey. Are college players only recruited from junior teams and same for club hockey? Uh, so this is obviously a, a great question. Um, there's a lot of resources out there to help with this. And um, you know, there's kind of this, especially here in Nashville, um, it's almost, it almost feels like you have to go to a a certain program or listen to a certain person to find this information out. But a lot of this can be um, answered with your own research as well. Um, and we could talk about one of those uh, resources on this podcast. So um, again, thank you for uh, this idea for this uh, episode and um, love to hear some more questions about what we want to hear about and what we want to talk about. So uh, very much appreciate it, but we'll, we'll dive right in. Um, and so essentially, uh, you know, you have your youth hockey, whether it's a double a triple a, um, and those are for, you know, basically from when you're six till 18, you can play youth hockey. Um, those are your here in Nashville. Those are your flyers, your junior preds, your, Marauders or Warriors, um, all the programs that we have uh, popping up here in Nashville. Um, there's obviously a difference between playing high school hockey in Tennessee and playing high school hockey in Minnesota. Um, there are players who are, you know, committed to Division One schools that are playing high school hockey in Minnesota. There are draft picks that are playing high school hockey in, in Minnesota. Um, so it's just a it's the question's a little dependent on where you live um, and kind of what the, the structure of that program or that level has in your area. Um, there's also prep school, which is essentially high school hockey. But, um, you know, we talked to Jimmy Warwick a few weeks ago and he was at the Shattuck St. Mary's program um, and they'll have a high school team, a triple A team um, and a prep team. So um, those prep schools are, you know, it's a, they're, they're private schools. You're, you're obviously paying to go there, um, but the idea is, is it's, you know, it's better hockey. Um, the coaching's a little, essentially, it's it's probably a, a little bit better if you're you're paying for it. But um, so those are a few different options. So we got the youth hockey, prep school, and high school. And then kind of combined with high school and prep school, there's junior hockey. Um, and that's for 16 to 20-year-olds. Um, and they are, there's tier three where there's over a hundred junior hockey teams that you could play for. Um, those leagues are the Eastern hockey league, the Eastern hockey league premier. You have the NA three HL NCDC NCDC is actually tier two. Uh, the other tier two league is the uh, NAHL, the North American hockey league. Um, and then the only tier one program or only tier one league, um, unless it's changed, uh, recently is the United States Hockey League and that is the Chicago Steel um those teams Green Bay Gamblers um a lot of teams up north will be in the USHL but um I, again we talk about finding the right fit for your player um there's hundreds of different routes you can take um myself I played a double a triple a uh played high school hockey in Georgia and was also playing triple a at the same time and then um, I went after I graduated high school, I played uh, three years of juniors, 
Um, and then in juniors is when I found my spot and a team recruited me to go play college hockey, NCAA hockey um, in Aurora, Illinois. Um, I mean, it, it also depends on the type of player that you are. Um, there are, you know, kids who are studs and they get, you know, commit to college, their D1 program straight out of their AAA program. Um, there are kids who go to junior hockey and uh, they take that time to develop and get bigger and stronger. And because you can play till you're 20, um, you could go into your, your college years as a freshman being 20, you know, 21 years old. Um, you know, for, um, and my personal example is, you know, a, a lot of us coming into that team our freshman year, we were, you know, 19, 20, 21. We only had a few 18 year olds that came straight out of, straight out of high school. Um, and they do that because, you know, we, develop at, at different ages. And uh, if you want to compete at the high school level or at the college level, it's usually a little more big boy hockey. And, you know, they want to see you put on mass and get bigger and stronger um, before you start playing, um, uh, before you're fully developed. Um, but one of these things, I, one of these resources that I wanted to, to touch on um, is collegehockeyinc.com. Um, obviously you can visit this website um, whenever you want, and it has a lot of great information um, about the college hockey recruiting process. Um, I mean, it, it, it breaks it down pretty well. Again, it's, it's collegehockeyinc.com. Uh, it talks about, you know, the benefits of playing college hockey, the recruiting process, uh, what you have to be to, or what you have to do to be NCAA eligible. Um, and um, I could talk for an hour, um, what this website offers, but, um, you can obviously do a lot of the the research yourself, but because of this particular question that we received, I wanted to touch on the recruiting process. Um, and this website actually provides a great breakdown uh, via a, a, just a picture here. Um, and it goes through, you know, as a ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, and 12th grader, what exactly is the division one men's hockey recruiting timeline? Um, obviously it's, Division one is the only college hockey that can offer athletic scholarships. If you're playing division two or division three, um, you can obviously receive uh, an education scholarship based on your grades. Um, and off the record, they can obviously finagle your education scholarships if they really want you that bad as a hockey player. But officially, you cannot get an athletic scholarship um, unless you're playing division one uh, NCAA. Um, so we'll kind of go through this recruiting process and then we can uh, loop back into, you know, where players come from and, and things like that. So um, if you're in ninth grade, um, you there's no recruiting conversations. Um, you can't really talk to a coach. It, it breaks the um, NCAA guidelines. Um, so until January 1st of your grade 10 year, that's when recruiting conversations can start happening. Um, you're allowed to take unofficial visits to campus and that's um, you would have to have the coach there present. Um, and then in 11th grade, uh, so August 1st of grade 11, uh, you're allowed to start hearing about verbal offers. Um, so obviously this is not a, a contract sign. You can verbally commit to go to your Boston college or your Wisconsin. Um, but again, it's, this is division one hockey. You have to be, a top of your game to kind of have this opportunity. So if you're not, if you're in 11th grade and you're listening to this and you haven't had a verbal offer, it's okay. The world is not ending. Um, this is just the way this, this kind of recruiting process works. 
Um, and obviously an 11th grader also able to have a vis official visits to campus. Um, starting in your senior year of high school, you're allowed to start signing your national letter of intent. So that means you're agreeing to go to your Boston College um, via a contract. However, you, even though it's a national letter of intent, um, you are able to back out of those national letters of intent um, and go somewhere else if there's a coaching change or something like that happens along the way. Um, but that that's at grade 12. So we're talking, you know, 18 years old, uh, well, 12th grade, you're able to officially commit uh, to a school. Um, and obviously, if you're playing junior hockey, um, you could be playing juniors and going to school. So if you're, you know, if you're 16 and you're in 11th grade or somewhere around that age, uh, that grade, you could be playing junior hockey um, while uh, still being in high school um, and commit that way. And then once you graduate high school, this is where most players go and play junior hockey. Um, again, colleges want to see bigger, stronger, faster kids. And uh, frankly, that just happens, you know, with age. Um, and, and as of uh, now, it used to be uh, 19 and a half. But as of now, uh, 18 is the average age that a D1 player commits to their school. And that's just committing. Um, that is not playing. Uh, the average age of a freshman um, who is playing in Division I hockey is 19 and a half. Uh, so again, it's kids who have committed to 18. Maybe they go play in the USHL. Maybe they go play in the NAHL. But generally speaking, unless you're a stud, uh, you're, not, uh, you're not playing Division I college hockey um, at 18. Um, again, it's, it's about <laughs> being bigger, stronger, uh, faster. But um, obviously, uh, college hockey is growing. There's more teams than there was in the past. And um, if you pay attention to the NHL, college hockey is, is doing very well. They're producing some great players. And, you know, Cal McCarr, uh, what else we got? Jack Eichel. I mean, these are big names in the NHL that, that went the college hockey route. Um, and obviously, uh, you know, if you're playing college hockey, you're also getting an education out of it. Whereas if you go play in the CHL, the Canadian Hockey League, and the um, OHL, there's a Q, there's a bunch of Canadian leagues, but you're still able to get uh, education, um, but you're not getting a scholarship to a American school if you're playing those junior hockey leagues. Um, you can go to the NA where your school, um, if you go to the North American Hockey League, you can obviously get uh, a commitment to a college, a U.S. college hockey team, and same goes for the USHL, and same goes for all the tier three leagues out there. Um, but I just don't. The, the again, back to the original question. There are tons of ways to get to your end goal, and you don't want to be limited to. Well, I have to play junior hockey. I have to, you know, go to this place. This program's telling me if I want to play college hockey, I have to go here. That's that's not entirely true. Um, we spoke to Jimmy Warwick a few episodes ago, and he went and played uh, for the New York Aviators. Um, and what he admittedly said was probably a level below him. Um, but he used that as a place to grow his game, um, get his confidence up. And he had um, a amp more playing time than he would have if he played in a in an NHL or another tier two. So he went and played 
tier three hockey, got a bunch of playing time, put up a bunch of points and, um, you know, it worked out where he eventually got a division three offer, um, to Aurora with myself and, and it worked out, uh, for him. So again, don't get blinded by the, the tier one, tier two, uh, labels, uh, just like you don't want to get blinded by the NCAA labels. Um, if, if they're, if your player or you are good enough, they will find you, um, no matter where you're playing. So again, pick the decision that's best for you, best for your family financially. Um, and if, if you're good enough, a coach or a scout scout will find you, especially with all the, the recruiting tools that are out there now where pretty much every one of your games is either on a live barn or a hockey TV. Um, so the, the recruiting world has changed a bit where the scout doesn't physically have to be in the rink to watch you play. Um, so the, the other question that was also brought up was, was club hockey. Um, we, we went over again, a very quick synopsis of how to get to division one in that recruiting timeline. Um, and, and club hockey is a little bit, a little bit different, a little bit less, uh, less restrictive for sure. Um, club hockey is where you see a lot more guys who graduate from high school and then step in the club. They don't take the years off and go play juniors. Um, obviously that's not for every school and not for every, uh, player, uh, because, you know, some guys are trying to, trying to play that NCAA level. They get done with juniors and they don't have any offers. And, you know, now they're going to go play for your, your middle Tennessee state university or, or university of Georgia or Alabama. Um, so just because you go juniors and you don't get an NCAA offer, it does not limit you to any club hockey teams. Um, in fact, you know, now you're going to come into uh, your club hockey team being, again, older, stronger, more mature um, for your freshman year. Um, and there's there are club hockey teams out there that compete, um, obviously not within the same league or officially um, in the standings, but you'll have club hockey teams that play division three teams or club hockey teams that play uh, NCAA D one teams. So um, the club hockey game, depending on where you go is not bad hockey. Um, it's definitely a, a viable option and um, it's still, it's still fun. Obviously it's a little less uh, uh, time consuming. Um, you know, you're not skating every day. You're not working out every day. Um, the resources aren't what an NCAA program would have. Um, but it's still, it's still very good hockey. Um, so again, just to kind of recap, um, you know, college hockey coaches and scouts, if you're good enough, they'll, they'll find you. And depending on, you know, where you play, uh, if you're playing AAA hockey, you, you may get a, a scout come up to you. Or if you're at a, a showcase, you know, like our lead edge showcase here in, in Nashville, that showcase is a great place to, to network and, and get in front of some college coaches and junior coaches. Um, and, um, and then obviously there's, there's junior hockey um, opportunity to, to grow, uh, move away from, from home potentially, and, and just be a full-time hockey player and, and live the dream and work on your craft. And that's all you do. Um, so there's tons of junior teams, um, like we already said. Um, but again, you just want to make sure you're doing your research um, you know, don't jump into anything just because, uh, someone says, I promise you're going to play college hockey. If you go here, make sure you're, you know, doing your due diligence and, and looking for the right things and make sure your player fits in that program. Um, because you don't want to be in a spot where you're a defenseman and they already have 
eight defensemen committed for for next year. Find a spot that works for you where you know you're going to play. Um, and then on, like we said in one of our first episodes, is you know make sure you're you're uh, marketing yourself. Put together a hockey resume, and that's actually one of the uh, features that the collegehockeyinc.com website has is there's a link to create a hockey resume. Um, it's got your top 10 recruiting tips. Um, it even talks about the differences between NCAA college hockey versus CHL junior hockey. Um, I cannot encourage you enough to go visit this website. If you have any questions um, that we didn't touch on here, obviously we can sit and go through every link on this page, but um, you know, you can find out a lot of information just by uh, simply Googling, um, you know, the NCAA recruiting process. So again, that's collegehockeyinc.com. Highly recommend you check it out. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, this episode was, was born from a question that was sent in. So um, would love to have more questions. Um, I know we didn't touch on probably everything that was, uh, everything that was thought about on this topic, but hopefully it touched on the basics. And uh, again, just do not get tied down to a label. Um, Continue to work on yourself as an individual and an individual hockey player. If you're good enough, they'll find you and uh, make sure you're marketing yourself. But a lot of different ways to get to college hockey. Um, it's not just one program doing it. And if if you uh, have the will and the drive, you can make it happen. So um, hopefully that answers your questions. Um, looking forward to hearing more submissions uh, for future episodes. But that'll wrap things up for today. And hope you guys have a great Western week. Bye. I also wanted to talk about a graph that I found uh, actually after I published the first part of this episode um, from above above and beyond hockey on Instagram. Um, so give them a shout out for this little report here, but it's the 2022-23 NCAA Division I men's hockey commit report. And we'll just kind of go through this to give everybody an idea of where players are coming from in the U.S. Um, and hopefully it sheds some light on, you know, which programs uh, or which leagues a lot of these college hockey commits are coming from. Um, so one of the interesting stats that, uh, that this graph here pointed out was um, commits by billet status. Uh, so if they were, if players were billeting at the time they committed, uh, that was 465 players. And then there was 48 players who were living at home at the time of commit. Um, and just to back up here, so there was a total of 513, uh, 2022-23 Division One men's hockey commits. Uh, so again, 465 of those were building at the time, meaning they were living with a family or somewhere other than home. Um, 48 of those were living at home at the time of their commit. Um, and then we'll go through the list here of commits by U.S. programs. So 342 of the 513 came from U.S. programs. Uh, so 132 players came from the USHL, 96 came from the North American Hockey League, 36 came from prep school, non-USA hockey related, 23 came from academies that were within USA hockey, 23 came from Minnesota high school, uh, and that's when I was talking about obviously a big difference between playing high school hockey in Nashville and playing high school hockey in, in Minnesota. Eight of those came from the Tier 1 Elite Hockey League. And then the list gets smaller and smaller. 
um, in some of these leagues because there's tons of them you can play in. Um, <laughs> but I'll go through each one, even if I don't know what the league is. But um, five came from the HPHL. Four came from the AYHL. Four came from the NAPHL. And one came from the NCDC. Um, so again, uh, take it for what it's worth. Uh, that was, was a uh, Instagram post, but um, I've been following this account for for a long time, and I have not uh, vetted this report myself, but um, they put some good information out there. Again, it was above and beyond uh, hockey, uh, and just wanted to to share this post with our listeners. Um, and it, it also breaks it down by Canadian juniors and commits by uh, U.S. junior. Um, we got commitments by all Canadian levels as well. Um, but again, just wanted to to share that as it relates to um, our podcast topic today. Thanks, everybody.